you're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag. And um, another thing I'm excited about, have you been watching um, the final season of, uh, of uh, Rebels? No, I'm saving up until the whole seasons. Until, like I've seen seasons one, two, three, and then when all of season four is done yeah. and available, then I'm just gonna watch. I'm just gonna marathon it. Yeah, I'm I'm up to the point um, that they they took like a season, like a half season break. Um, so I'm waiting until February until the rest of the season comes out, like the next episode of the season comes out, which stinks. That one and um, the other show that I'm like breathlessly waiting to come back from its hiatus but it won't be until after the Super Bowl, is uh, Seth MacFarlane's uh, The Orville on Fox. Uh, the one where he's, like, playing that Star Trek The Next Generation. Basically, yeah. It's like, it's like, hey, if there was an eighth and ninth season of Star Trek The Next Generation, but instead of having the same writers, uh, Seth MacFarlane's involved, too. That's basically what this is. And it's, it's, have you watched any of it yet? No. Do you have a Hulu account? No. Steve, get a free Hulu account. You can get a free week, okay? And you can watch the first few episodes of the show. It's really enjoyable. I know your sense of humor. You'll really dig it. And then as soon as you're done watching it, you'll be like, Michael, thank you. I really enjoyed this. And I would be like, I know, right? Like, it's you'll, it's really, really good. Plus, it's going to be on Fox when it comes back after the Super Bowl. Um, but it's not just, like, family guy fart jokes interspersed with, you know, like, phasers and, and shields and photon torpedoes. It's actually a really, really good show. It's really, really well done. There's a lot of things that really hit on what's going on in our society today. Um, a lot of that, like, Star Trek social commentary. And it's it's co-produced by Brandon Braga, who is uh, was part of, like, Star Trek The Next Generation, Star Trek Voyager, the uh, Next Generation movies that they did. So, like, it's got the pedigree. It's, it's a really good series. Oh, see, I was sold until you said the Star Trek Next Generation movies. Now I'm back out. Hey, okay, the Generations and First Contact were baller, okay? Like, we're not talking about Nemesis, and we're not talking about Insurrection. Those sucked. But First First Contact was, like, the great, one of the best Star Trek movies ever. I'll give you First Contact. You and I need to have a pretty serious discussion about Generations sometime. <laughs> Generations was... Okay. It was a necessary evil. It wasn't a good movie. It wasn't a bad movie. It was it was all right. it was good enough. You know, it was just like Star Trek. There were some episodes that were really really good and some of them are that are like total pieces of crap. It was somewhere in between. It was one of those forgettable episodes. I liked Last Jedi more than I liked Star Trek Generations. Well, obviously, everybody should like Last Jedi more than Star Trek Generations. If you would say I'm just saying if you're if you're going if you're comparing sci-fi movies where the old guard and uh, dies. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. And the new and the new guard yeah. <laughs> is taking over. Then I'm going to take Last Jedi over Star Trek Generations. Well, I would agree too because it was, you know, it's funny. Like as a kid, I thought William Shatner was like so cool, and I thought he was like this awesome hero. And like the more and more I learned about him as a person, I, he's just a he's a jerk. Like he's a total juice bag. And like it's crazy too to think of like. Captain Kirk being this awesome dude, but nobody wanted to work with him because he was, because William Shatner was such a butthole. <laughs> and like, they basically like, he, he ended up writing that, that scene where he dies because he wasn't happy with it. Um, otherwise. And like, I, I can just imagine the people working on Star Trek just being like, you know what, Bill, 
sure, whatever. As long as you're dead and we never have to see you again. Cool. You want to have this heroic moment where you save the day and then you fall off of a bridge? Ha ha ha. Okay, cool. Uh, just shut up and die. Like, it was... Everybody was just happy to be done with him. Like, and you can see that even in the J.J. Abrams movies when they chose to bring Spock as the one who bridged the gap between the old guard Star Trek and the new guard Star Trek when they very easily could have gotten William Shatner. And Shatner has even said, like, oh, I want to be in these movies. And J.J.'s like, eh, I don't think so. Thanks, but no thanks. Yeah. Um, and I feel like it's also evident in Generations itself when, like, not everyone from the original cast was willing to like work with them again, yeah, basically. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like where's Spock? Where's bones? They're not there. Yeah. Well, uh, but Chekhov's yeah. there and like Sulu is, he's only on like the, the monitor, I think. Yeah. If I'm remembering that, yeah, movie he's, not, correctly. he's not in that one. No, but his daughter is, um, but like it was supposed to be, um, it was supposed to be bones and it was supposed to be, um, Spock. It was supposed to be Kirk, Spock, and Bones because that was the trio, right? Yeah, the big three. Um, but DeForest Kelly was in, was in failing health at that point, so he couldn't do it. Um, and Leonard Nimoy and William Shatner friggin' hated each other at this point. Like, they had a real weird love-hate relationship. Like, they were really, really good friends, but then they would, like, they would go back and forth with hating each other. And it was at this point that they hated each other. And if you listen, there's a line where Scotty says because Kirk keeps getting up, like standing up in like this heroic fashion, like he should be stepping in and doing something. And Scotty goes, Captain, is there something wrong with your chair? That was supposed to be Spock's line. And it... Yeah, it makes more sense coming from Spock because it's like, you can do it in all logical delivery. Exactly. And like, there's a line too where like Scotty says something to the effect of like, you know, you're not really enjoying retirement. Um, and then Kirk basically turns to him and he's like, you know, it's a good thing you're, you're an engineer because with tact like that, you'd make a lousy psychiatrist. That was just, again, without, instead of being an engineer, you know, a doctor, you know, maybe you should have focused more on psychiatry. That was supposed to be bones. So like they kind of smashed all these pieces together kind of thing. And like, it just was into a drunk Scott. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Let's just bring Scotty into this and have him drunk. Like it was, everyone loves drunk Scotty. (laughs) Everybody loves drunk Scotty. Um, so I mentioned I could have just said Scotty. I mean, the drunk Scotty was right. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Um, so I mentioned the Orville. That's one of the shows that I'm watching. Um, I'm also watching the Flash on the CW because I love that show. Um, what else am I watching? Oh, dude, have you? Do you have a Netflix account? Of okay. course. Are have you seen Black Mirror? No, I have it in my queue, oh my but I haven't. God, watched you need it. to watch this. Okay, so you need to watch it out of order. It's like um, it's like the Twilight Zone where each episode is a standalone and it's not like you have to watch it all together. So you can watch okay, them. So it's like anthology. Exactly. Style. Yeah. You can watch them out of order. And there's one, uh, it was the season four premiere and season four just came out like at the end of last year. Uh, and season four is called the USS Callister and it's a Star Trek spoof. So that one was really good. You'll enjoy that. I actually wrote a review on, on GGR. Um, so hint, hint, nudge, nudge listeners. You should listen to that and, or read that. And Steve, you should also, um, read that hint, hint, nudge, nudge, Steve. Um, <laughs> But um, it that one's really, really good. Um, the whole rest of season four is supposedly really good. I haven't gotten to watch it yet because I, I went out of order. What happened was is I started watching it with season three uh, last year. Or I guess now it's two years ago, in 2016, um, because EK the DJ recommended it to me. And I watched the first episode of season three, and it sucked. And I was so mad like because 
I got where they were going with it. It's all about social commentary and about like, oh, hey, the internet's bad and you shouldn't use your cell phone so much. But you know how sometimes when they do satire and satire is like too on the nose and it's too like obvious where they're going with it and it just kind of beats you over the head. Yeah, and you're just rolling your eyes like, okay. Yeah, and it was, and Bryce Dallas Howard was in this episode, you know, and she's cute and adorable. I'm not, I'm not watching this oh. show. Stay away from that episode. That's all I'm saying. Because there's the second episode of season three that's called Playtest. That is the most frightening thing I've seen in years. It was it was the scariest thing I've seen in, in easily a decade. And like I read Stephen King horror stuff on a regular basis. I love horror as a genre. This scared the crap out of me. It was so bad that I was watching the timer on the Netflix episode to see how much time was left. And I was like, oh my God, when is this going to be over? Oh my God, when is this going to be over? Like it was... It was enjoyable. I really enjoyed it, but it scared the crap out of me. It was so good, though. So season three, episode two, playtest. Definitely check that one out. And then there's one. uh, It's season two, episode one. It's called Be Right Back. And the guy who plays General Hux is in it. But then also... Don Hulk Yes. He's in it, but then so is Peggy Carter from, um, from Captain America. And I can't remember her name. I can't remember the actress's name. Haley Atwell. Thank you. They're in it, and it's um, basically they're a married couple. They move to this house up in the country. Um, I don't want to ruin it for you because you need to see it. Something bad happens, and Dom Hall Gleason stars in Peter Rabbit. Is that what happens? Yes, it, man, it's like you've seen this. Um, what ends up happening is like something weird, and and the crux of Black Mirror is all about like, hey, technology is awesome. Don't you mean the Hux? The Hux. Jesus, I hate you. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I'm at the part of the night where I'm like starting to get tired, so I'm just making stupid puns. I, your 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 point is where I'm like, your point is being made, Steve. We'll wrap it up soon, buddy. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, no, I'm just saying it's funny because like the last five things I've said are just a dumb pun about General <laughs> Just 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 watch it. Like you you you've completely derailed me. Thank you. Um, <laughs> what i do read my article watch the show it's really good what are what are you watching right now man um i've been watching i went back and watched some of the old ones but like just last month or so um did you ever watch comic book men yeah you know who was on comic book men who's that shaw yeah Yeah, which episode I, i will have to ask him but he's on an episode of of comic book men yeah is he actually like is he just in the background oh, no, or is he tries he... to sell he has like the uh, um an entire binder full remember those marvel trading cards that they had that him yeah. oh my god i've watched that episode really? so many times oh yeah he's trying to sell it I... yeah that's be- oh my god <laughs> you didn't recognize, you didn't recognize him? <laughs> well i i haven't watched it since meeting him oh yeah okay so you had seen it before okay i gotcha yeah yes but i'm saying like i'm going back and watching him now so like i'm on season one yeah and it's probably like season like two or three or something so when it catches up i'm gonna be like ah that's bad it's Shaw. i helped i oh helped him and like move furniture one time yeah <laughs> this is the best day of my life yeah, yeah ben shaw was on an episode of comic book man he wanted me to come with him too to be on that episode but i was like i'm not driving to jersey man get out of here like I was like, I don't need to be on TV that bad, Ben, but thank you. <laughs> like, I don't even want to be on TV. Like, I just want to go there. Like, it's, I love those guys. I think they're freaking hilarious. Yeah. And I would just love to buy a comic book from them. Like, I don't even, it doesn't even have to be a big purchase or anything. Yeah. Like, 
I just want to go there, and then I can. I'll tell Mandy we'll go to the cake box case cake boss place while we're out there. Oh, there you go. See, everybody wins that way. I would just want yeah. to. Um, I would want to talk to Kevin Smith, and like I don't want to like interview him and like fanboy over him. Like I just I feel like he's a creative dude. I'm a creative dude. I would just like to talk to him, and then like eventually like be like, hey, we should work on a project together because you've got awesome ideas. I've got great ideas. Let's team up. We're both heavy set dudes with beards. I think this would work out well for both of us. Now I'm just in the background. I guess I'm your I'm your Brian Johnson then. <laughs> well, you would be involved as well because like half the time you end up like helping refine the ideas. So you're just the other guy, the other guy who's just like, well, why don't you just do this? It's so much simpler. And we would be like, Steve, that's why you hang out with us, man. You're a genius. <laughs> something like that yeah i don't know like i like those guys like i i mean i know there's a pretty solid divide on kevin smith like it's like you're either like a huge fanboy or you think he's just all the stuff he makes is garbage but i love i don't know I, I i like i like his movies i, I, I think him and his group are funny yeah like i love comic book man like i love just how geeky i mean they just ooze a love for the same kind of nerdy stuff that you and I love. So, I mean, I just feel like we're kindred spirits. I, I agree. I agree. And, like, I feel like – so the former place that we worked with, um, they had a um, – he that the guy was very, very proud that he had um, his name mentioned by Kevin Smith on the Smodcast. But the problem with it is, is the reason why he mentioned it was because he paid for that advertisement. So, like, he was so proud. Hey, listen, Kevin Smith says my name. You know, okay, cool. You paid him to do that. Like, I would want Kevin Smith to, like, genuinely do it. Be like, I like this guy, Mike Lunsford, and I like this guy, Steve Monick. They're really funny. They're really cool. I, I wouldn't want to have to, like, pay. Like, it just seems so disingenuous, you know? Like, it's, how can you claim yeah. that? That would be like saying, oh, hey, uh, Mark Rippon, M- uh, Super Bowl MVP of uh, the Washington football franchise from when they won their last Super Bowl. Yeah, he's a personal friend of mine because he signed to Mike, God bless Mark Rippon, on a on a photo one time. We're best friends. He knows me by my first yeah. name. Like it doesn't work like that, man. Like that's if somebody's gonna if I'm gonna meet a celebrity, I want them to meet. I want to meet them as a as a person, not as like a number, as not as like a paid subscriber. You know. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, it's like a pipe dream. Obviously, it's not something that would actually happen. Yep. You know, but, you know, a guy can dream. Exactly. Just wistfully stare into the night sky and hope that maybe, maybe someday, Kevin Smith will be like, hi, Mike. Hi, Steve. Want to come hang out with me? And we'll both be like, uh, yes, of course, after pooping our pants. But yes. Or maybe simultaneously while pooping our pants. I'm not sure. Yeah, take a group poop. I'm sure. <laughs> and there's our episode name. <laughs> the group poop. <laughs> you, have to, you have to listen deep into the episode yeah. to, to get the, Just to to get get the joke name. Just to get it. You're going to have to put in a lot of work for this one, guys. Um, I think that that pretty much wraps us up, man. Um, unless there's anything else that we need to discuss. I don't think there is. Um, I think our next episode we'll talk uh, post-Super Bowl. We'll talk about uh, how that went down. I think we'll talk about... Yeah. Talk about the XFL. Oh, yeah. We didn't even mention that yet, but that's not coming out until 2020, so that'll be interesting. Um, I wonder how that's going to work, man. Like, do you think it's got any chance to, to succeed? Yeah, I guess it all depends on what 
way, shape, and form it develops. I think here's the thing. If it was ready to go right now, like it, they weren't waiting two years from now. Yeah. Yeah. I think they could, they could capture some viewership if they banked on everything that people hate about the NFL. Yeah. No concussions, no political drama, yeah. no suspensions of players. Like just, you know, no, no absurd calls. Like yeah. we're just going to play football and just whatever. And like, they just promise all this stuff and try and capture the fans that are PO'd about yeah. the narratives and the, and the publicized issues the NFL is having. Yeah. I don't know if the same level and slate of issues are going to be there two years from now. It could be worse. It could be better, but I, I don't know. It certainly won't be the same as what it is right now. And the NFL's down. Yeah. And to think that with another U.S.-based football league competing for their market share is on the horizon in two years and seeing all the down ratings they're having right now, I really don't think that the NFL is just going to sit there and do nothing about it. So... I feel like they're going to get their crap together over the next two years, and that's going to—that's what I was thinking too. Work yeah. the opening for the XFL. If they yeah. were starting right now, yeah, I'd give them a shot. Yeah, I mean, but you have to think though too. I mean, he would have had to have planned this in advance, and it, it's—I guess maybe that's why he's taking his time with this. Is like he's—he's he's making a real concerted effort to essentially say, "I still think that you're not going to be doing this right." And here's how we're going to do it right kind of thing. And I'm giving you two years to see if you can figure it out. But you're finally going to have competition because ultimately that's why the NFL is slipping, I think. It's because they don't have to compete with anybody, you know? Like it's why – is, why is Best Buy so concerned about their customer service? Because they know that if their customer service isn't good, you can go to Walmart. You can go to Target. You can go anywhere else and buy the same stuff. So they've got to have an edge. It's just like any other um, retail establishment. You've got to be on top of your game when it comes to customer service. The NFL doesn't. Because where you, where else are you going to go for football? Canada? Nobody the wants to watch the Exactly. Nobody wants, yeah. Nobody wants to watch those. Like, it's... Well, they do like, now. That That's the thing, is that, yeah. like, with all the off-the-field annoying and that's what it is it's, just, it's annoying stuff that's coming between people just gonna look i just want to watch a freaking football game yeah and regardless of where you stand on it the fact that it's even a conversation you're like i just want to watch a football game like i don't want to have to think that's the reason this exists is entertainment that i can take my mind off of my troubles in life yeah. um that's the, the only thing and that's why people are gravitating towards other options plus yeah. just the fact there's maybe more chances i mean people are cutting the cord right now so the yeah. ability to watch a football game is is hampered so i think the biggest the biggest way to get market share back for the nfl quickly um is just to offer streaming for all their games just have different streaming packages and they're already starting yeah. to do that next year amazon prime members you can stream thursday night football games boom there you go you're gonna get a big market share back um of people who yeah. have cut the cord and then people who just go wow i have 14 bazillion movies i can watch in different formats from hulu netflix um i just i have podcasts i can listen to i have audiobooks i can listen to i, I have yeah. so many freaking different things that i can do um before it was like well i could watch football i could watch what's on one of the two other channels or i could read a book yeah yeah i'm gonna watch football and now there's 17 quadrillion options of what you can do with your time as far as media and entertainment goes 
yeah, football is going to take a hit in the market share. It's just natural. Everything is. Well, and also, too, in that same vein, like, I think the NFL is missing a golden opportunity here. It's like they've made all these billions and billions and billions of dollars, but, like, they really could pull, like, pull the throttle back big time. If they said to people, hey, listen, NFL.com for 20 bucks a year, you can watch all the games you want. Now, yeah, could they could they price that higher? Of course. And I'm sure that their research would show that the big NFL fans would pay, you know, a hundred bucks a year to do that or however much it is to do it right now. However, if you do it at 20 bucks a year, everybody would do it because it's 20 bucks. That's that's nothing. Or you and, can even have different tier packages. Yeah, like, I mean, exactly. that's, that's the way people do it. I mean, the reason everyone has Netflix right now is because A, it's really, really cheap. Yeah. Uh, and B, it's on a monthly auto subscription that you set up once and forget that it exists and it just keeps happening. Like, you don't even realize that you've been billed for it and it's just there continuously for you. It's just so a you thing. Just go, like, yeah. Hey, $19.99 a month. Yeah. $19.99 yeah. a month, you pick your team. And you yeah. can watch all of their games streaming from our website or our app through all the 18,000 devices that you can use, that whatever exactly. you want to use it. You, but you can pick your team because all the whole uh, you still have to abide by all the blackout rules and all that good stuff. Um, yeah. So, like, because that's that's where the NFL makes its real money. It's yeah. not from fans buying stuff. It's not from merchandise. It's through the um, contracts with the cable providers on. Yeah. Uh, who's showing the games and your Foxes um, and your NBCs and your uh, NFL network. I don't even know how it works in the NFL network. That's, yeah, like ESPN. That, that's where the big, that's where the big money's at. And advertising. That's what, yeah. And I mean, obviously in advertising, yeah. but like the, um, the, the, the idea of shifting. And that's why so many different, not just sports, but like TV shows and, and just the big cable providers. That's why they don't want to shift you know, whole hog right to streaming and the internet and everything like that, because it's just the entire paradigm would have to shift on how money is handled in that industry. Um, and so the NFL is kind of caught between of like, well, this is what everyone wants to do and how people like want to consume their media. But that's where we don't, we don't really make a ton of money that way. So what do we do? Um, but I think if there's going to be other leagues and stuff that are going to pop up, they're going to have to figure that shit out fast. Yeah, they've, they've got to find a way to do it. I mean, because like I'll give you a perfect example is, uh, you know, it's completely free to do. I can listen to NHL games on my phone for free. Oh, yeah. Except for that. I, Why I, is the NFL not utilizing this? Like, Oh, there's apps you can get. Trust me. Yeah, it's... Well, and, and that's the thing, though, too, is like is we're, we're getting to a point where people are cutting the cord and they're finding ways. If I wanted to watch an NFL game, I I have a site. I'm not going to mention it because that's a bad idea because then they'll get shut down. But like I, I have a site that I can go to and I can watch any sporting event that I want on that site for free. There's so many ways around this stuff. And like it, that that's what they need to do is they need to find a way to make it worth somebody's while to actually pay for this. Why Why should I pay for this? Because you get content that you can't get elsewhere. Because there are a thousand ways around things. Yeah, I've read a number of articles where they've done research into like the whole piracy thing, you know, with, yeah. with movies and music and everything. And, and typically what they find is the people who are the biggest pirates, not the people that are like 
international and are like hosting all the stuff but the people that are downloading it the people that are the biggest pirates are the people that are the biggest fans and they typically are the ones that actually end up spending the most money on their collections so like someone who downloads a lot of like movies for example they probably have one of the bigger movie collections too they've spent the most money on their their media and going to the movies and are film buffs and stuff like that it's rare that it's like the typical person who downloads a lot it's usually the person who like like you it's very rare to find a person who only downloads everything illegally so the people that are going to these sports sites to watch any game and streaming it illegally is because they're the biggest fans who need to see it and like you said if you give them a legal avenue that's easy and that's Mm -hmm. the problem that people are like these these businesses and movies and music and stuff they're not making things easy for people no um that's, and, they're more and, concerned with their own bottom line than they are with trying to keep their fans and that's ties right back in to what we started talking about in the beginning is why am i not watching anything football related this year why am i not watching any washington football games because of the greedy owner who only cares about the bottom line and doesn't give a damn about the players or the actual fans who have been with this team since they were toddlers they have one of the greatest products that any business could possibly have it's exciting it's engaging um it instantly ties you to geography and to other people there's community built right in like they have a perfect product you know what i mean and now they're making it difficult to actually sell that product to people and it's actually kind of it's kind of amazing that they're able to mess this up this bad (laughs) Like you would think yeah. if you just like just do everything operationally to make sure the games happen and are televised, that's really all you need to do. And somehow they're not just doing that. Yeah. And like it's I think the problem that they're running into is, is they're so concerned about this old fan base that they have, the people who still have cable packages, who still sit in front of the television to watch this product that they have, and they're not looking at their 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 young fan base because there are a lot there are still a lot of young football fans out there and they're completely alienating them by not making it easy for them to access in the way that they want to access it because you know what I learned in my adventures through um through not watching football this year is that you can watch and not and not by watch like visually but you can literally stay on Twitter and watch as like sports writers tell you exactly what's happening in the game and it's real time because they're at the game and it's faster than what's actually on TV. And football's perfectly designed for something like that because there's a break basically between each play. Yeah. Um, you know, like my brother, for example, and I, you know, you can get, he got the, he's a big Celtics fan and he yeah. got like the NBA package or, yeah. or whatever. I don't know what he has, but he's like, one day he's over his, I don't know what's happening, but one day he's over visiting. And he's literally just got his phone. Like we're all hanging out, and he's got his phone propped up, and he's got the Celtics game on his phone. Yeah. You can't do that with the NFL. I think you can do it if you have Direct TV, but like I don't know anyone who has that. Um, but like you said, if we could put a package together where you get like a Netflix style subscription for every month, uh, I mean, yeah, it could be a little pricier or whatever. But you pick your team, and then you're 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 hanging out with your friends. You're on the go, and you got it on your phone. Like, that's what you need to do. You need to make it easy. You need to make people want to watch so they, you can get eyeballs in front of your ads because that's how you make your money. Yeah, the other exactly. leagues are doing it. Everyone yeah. else is doing it, and they're going to start overtaking football if they're not careful. 
Yeah, the NFL is it's old it's old white men running a product for old white men to watch, but the future is not old white people. <laughs> like they need to they need to update their yeah. their game because look at what the NBA does. Look at what the NHL does. Because who's who's the NHL fan? Okay, let's be honest. Yeah, okay, I'm sure that there are some African American fans. Okay, but it's mostly white people. Okay, and hockey fans love like the nhl app is awesome if i like you know if i want to watch if i want to listen to a caps game i can put it on my phone right now and listen to it in about 10 seconds it is not hard to do in the least bit you can watch it on nhl.com a lot of times they'll give you a free game for you to watch like their package is not that expensive there's so much out there and like the nba makes it super easy mlb is a little bit old and crusty as well but like i feel like the What's average gonna, age yeah. of, a, of an MLB yeah. fan's higher too, though. So exactly, I feel like if you, they I feel can like it's going to end up happening. It. Oh yeah, they totally can. I feel like the NFL though is going to get to a point where they're going to be sitting there with the Major League Baseball group, and they're both going to be sitting in rocking chairs, wondering how they went wrong because they didn't update their games. You know, like, and it's going to get to a point where it's going to be too late. You know, and and the NFL is is. It, Everything is adding up with the NFL. Like, think about it too. Like, it's it's not just the ratings. It's it's that you have two sides of, of a of a protest going on here. One one side that's like these people are have a legitimate reason to protest. The other side is just like, oh, they're 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 horrible and they're bad and they're wrong for doing this. And like, the NFL won't make a decision one way or the other because I feel like they feel like their hands are tied. I feel like they think that they're they're in a no win situation. Like. They, they, they're not making a stand on um, domestic violence. They're not doing anything about people protesting the fact that there is a, um, the, that a lot of people feel that the uh, Washington team has a racist name. They, they will not make a stand ever. And I think that that's going to be their downfall ultimately. <sighs> I wish we were smarter, Mike. We could figure all these problems out for everyone. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's not our problem. We just want to see good football. I found the episode where Ben, I see Ben selling Marvel cards. <laughs> you found it. Okay. All if right. anyone's interested, it's season three, episode five, Pity the Fool. Season three, episode, is Ben the Fool? No, they, um, by Mr. T, that Mr. T, like, water game where they you have to throw sponges at him or whatever, and they yeah. end up playing with it out and they're all like wearing bathing suits out in the back or whatever. And so they're talking about like Mr. T merchandise. Um, so it's, <laughs> it, that's why it's called that. But you know what? no, you know what? Ben is the fool. <laughs> there it is. Thank you. That's all I was looking for. You're <laughs> On welcome. that note, we'll, we'll go ahead and we'll wrap up this episode of GGR Pirate Radio. Um, check us out. We're on Facebook. It's GGR, the Great Geek Refuge. We're on Twitter. Um, we have... A spot on rockdeeprogradio.com right now. It's in the, the blog. You just click on the blog, you'll see GGR Pop Culture blog. Click on that, you'll see some of our great articles. Um, before for everybody here at GGR, so that would be Andy, that would be Ben, that would be Jay Dilla, uh, that would be Steve, that would be myself, Mike Lunsford. Let me thank you all for listening. Thank you for for helping us in our adventures. Stay tuned for the month of February because there's going to be a big announcement coming in February that Steve and Jay Dilla and I have been talking about. So keep your eyes open for that. Um, But thanks again for tuning in, uh, and I hope everyone has a wonderful rest of their week and their month and their year. Just a wonderful life in general. Bye. Make sure you check out GGR The Great Geek Refuge on Facebook and on Twitter. 
This has been Pirate Radio Network Production Juice Bags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy. <laughs>